0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 256 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiMedico, coming to you live every Monday night, live 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're live on Facebook, live on Instagram over at ComicAnthonyD, but as always, the podcast is available at slash KMF podcast. Also available on our brand new website, kmfpodcast.com. As always, the podcast is available on iTunes. And while you're there, please do not forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading these reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. And that is you guys. So definitely please go and check that out. There will be a brand new Patreon episode every month. You can check it out at patreon.com slash Podcast. Subscribe. You'll get access to the previous bonus episodes as well as all the upcoming ones. That's over at patreon.com slash Podcast. Built Bars dropping new flavors like crazy. They got the Christmas flavors. You have the candy cane. I think there's a puff one as well as the candy cane brownie. It is really good. I don't like usually sprinkles of candy cane on chocolate, but this actually goes very well together. Check it out at BiltBar.com. Use code WWBROPODCAST. Save yourself at least 10% off your order. That's t- BiltBar.com, podcast. And while you're in the uh, saving mood and buying mood, check out Sail Away Coffee, the best nitro brew out there. Local Long Island company, but they ship all over the country. And they really do have the best nitro brew. And flavors. And the, the flavors are absolutely amazing. They actually got a Slave Ride flavor out right now for the holidays. Go over to SailwayCoffee.com, Use code WWBRO10. You will save 10% off your order. My buddy John Ziegler is on Instagram. That's a big deal. He said he would never, ever get on Instagram. But he's on there. Please go follow him at John Ziegler Comedy. Check out the link in his bio for his full-length comedy special, John Ziegler Getting My Affairs in Order. It's over on YouTube. Give it a, a thumbs up. If you watch it, give it a comment. Show some support. You guys always do and much appreciated. And while we're talking stand-up comedy, if anybody is in the Saratoga Springs area, I will be headlining the comedy works in Saratoga Springs January 13th and 14th. Get your tickets at Joketix.com. That's J-O-K-E-T-I-X.com. And I'll be posting about it and talking about it. Until then, but uh, I love Saratoga Springs, and any excuse to go back, I am in for. I get my Stewart's coffee, the best coffee out there. I absolutely love this place. Um, so I'm excited. First time headlining the comedy works. I featured there a bunch of – I've been featuring there for five years. And um, I'm going to be headlining there uh, January 13th and 14th. I'm really excited. So if you're in the area, please come on down. It's going to be a couple of great shows. we got Friday and Saturday night, both at 8 o'clock. And then I'll be uh, retiring to my room to uh, pass out and go to sleep until the next day. Party animal, that's right. Saratoga Springs party animal. Um, you guys are absolutely hilarious. You guys really made me laugh today. I I posted for Titanic that it came out twenty five years ago today, and I've got like a couple of comments on Facebook and Instagram as well as some messages saying the booby movie. Uh, if you remember last week's episode, my nephew Rocco refers to Titanic as the booby movie because I let them watch the scene, the drawing scene. Uh, so that's what he calls Titanic. So, yes, 25 years ago today, the t- Titanic, aka the booby movie, which I'm sure um, everybody associated with that movie is thrilled. That that's what Rocco has renamed it, and the kid just makes me—he's—he's he's absolutely hysterical, my, my nephew Rocco. I don't think he realizes how funny he is, but he always makes me laugh, and really all the kids do, well, all three of them do. But Rocco just has this very sweet, innocent side to him that it just comes out his his humor just comes out a lot, and uh, so I don't know. The Booby movie is what Titanic will be called from now on. Um, they're changing the posters. They're reworking the whole campaign for the 25th anniversary. So definitely please go and check that out. Um, yeah. Rocco's uh rebranding things and you know, it's crazy 25 years ago. Also, I posted about it yesterday, which is kind of the big topic I want to get into tonight uh, was Chris Farley passed away 25 years ago yesterday, December 18th, 1997, the world lost, um, one of the funniest human beings ever to live. Uh, a huge inspiration on me. You know, comedically and, and, and everything. Uh, and he was really, it was really the first celebrity death that affected me. I mean, we hear celebrities die. We're sad. Whatever. We love their movies. We watch them again. We watch them now and then. Like, oh, yeah, the, the guy was awesome. Too bad, you know, he passed away. Uh, but you don't know them, really. But Chris Foley was like the first celebrity I feel like I had a connection with even though I had, I had zero connection with him. But I was just a big inspiration uh, in, on my life and, and what I wanted to do as far as comedy and making people laugh. People always ask me, like, who are your favorite comedians? I don't have, like, my favorite people I consider comedians and comics are not stand-ups in the traditional sense. Chris Farley and Howard Stern are probably my two, like, you know, big influences with Adam Sandler and... You know, a couple other guys thrown in that mix. But, you know, it was Howard Stern and Chris Farley. That was the two people that really had the biggest impact on me. And it wasn't just straight stand-up comedy. To me, Howard Stern is one of the funniest people ever to live. And I think he was a comedian in in a way. I mean, not in the traditional sense that he did stand-up comedy. But, you know, his show, when it was in its prime, that show was untouchable. You couldn't, you know, there wasn't a show funnier on the radio or really even on TV and the way he just his delivery and the way he just talked about his parents and people around him. And just like, you know, he made fun of his staff. It kind of like made you feel like, you know what you were doing with your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. People are now making a living doing this. Like that's what we did. We would sit around and make fun of each other and goof on each other. And you know, with Chris Farley, he wasn't a stand-up comic, but the dude was just flat out funny. He, he, I mean, I remember the first time I saw him on like screen, I was watching Wayne's world and I just remember he's in it for like two seconds. He literally has this one scene. It's when Frankie Sharp is the limos outside and he's telling Wayne and Garth like where they're going in the limo and they're like, that's a lot of information for a security guard and they use it at the end of the movie, whatever you guys know the scene. But just the way he was and the presence and how he carried himself on on this, the screen, to me, I was like sucked in. I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? I had to know. I, was, I remember I said to my mom, like, Ma, who is that? And she's like, that guy's on Saturday Night Live. He's, he's uh, you know, each week you can watch him if you want, you know. And I, I watched Saturday Night Live that week, and boom, I'm hooked. And it was that amazing cast. It was Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, uh, David Spade, Rob Schneider, uh, Phil Hartman. It was the the best. To me, that was, everybody's got their favorite SNL crew. To me, that's the best cast of all time. Maybe second to, to the original. But for me, that was the greatest of all time. That's what I grew up on. That was Saturday night, 1130 for me, was watching those guys and laughing my ass off each week at things Chris Farley did. And it's kind of weird. It's all like it just molds into one thing. But it was, you know, over a couple of years. And then I saw Tommy Boy in the theater. And, I mean, that was it. Legend. He was absolute legend after that. I mean, he did movies before. Uh, he had some bit parts and things. But you saw Tommy Boy, and he just, was, he just became a comedic legend in my mind. And the thing with Farley was, like, the first time I saw him on TV, and I'm like, here's a guy who's who's a big guy. And I always was a, a big kid. And I always wanted to make people laugh. And that's all, we, that's all I wanted to do was, you know, get on a stage and make people laugh. And, you know, you watch movies and TV. You don't see, at the time, you didn't see a lot of people that looked like me. I, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see. And if it was, it was always like, you know, The loser fat kid, or, you know, the kid they picked on. And Farley was, no, Farley was the guy. Farley was the absolute, like, man. He was, he was it. You know, and, and he was, he was the one getting the attention. He was what everybody was looking at to make laugh. So that was a big influence on me. And it was like possible that, like, this can actually happen. This could actually be like, you know, a thing. I could actually get on stage one day, make people laugh, and not, you know, be just a a punching bag or a punchline. And I could actually be the guy that makes people laugh. Um, And somebody actually posted here on the Instagram page, probably the best physical comedian of all time. Absolutely. You watch Chris Farley and the physical things he did. He was in amazing shape. I know he was a big guy, but, you know, his. if you read up on him, if you, if you look at his, like, you know, his biography and stuff, he was a great football player, rugby player. You know, he was very athletic. And you could see that in his physical comedy, doing cartwheels, um, you know, the falls. He used that to his advantage. I mean, everybody knows the famous skit that kind of put him on the map was the Chippendale's uh, skit with Patrick Swayze uh, where he's dancing and, and but you see those dances he's doing, he's like jumping and doing the worm. It's, he was a, an amazing physical comedian and you know, it definitely, you know, I think not just, you don't have to be a big guy. I think everybody was inspired by Chris Farley and everybody had a special place in their heart for him um, just because he was so lovable and likable and, you know, you think about he's been gone 25 years ago, you know, the things he could have done. And I I, I say it all the time. I really believe that he would have had maybe a turn as a, a serious role, kind of like what John Candy had in Only the Lonely. And, you know, we would have seen a different side of Chris. But, you know, he um, – yeah, because – I think he was about to become like a really a megastar. He already was on that, but he was supposed to be Shrek. He was the voice of Shrek. You can actually go on YouTube, type in Chris Farley Shrek, you will hear him voicing that character. That was his. That was gonna be all him. And who knows if he's in that role, you know, what happens, you know, uh, to his career. And you know, it takes off. I mean, look what it to Mike Myers. I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, what could have happened? Uh, my friend Nicole here said, loved when my brother and Dennis went that year for Halloween. So, yeah, one year for Halloween, my brother and his friend Dennis, they were Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze. And they did the dance at the Halloween party. I didn't get to see it live, but I saw pictures. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, and then Katie says, John was great in that movie. Yeah, Only Lonely is one of my all-time favorite movies. Great romantic comedy. Um I could watch that any day of the week. Absolutely love it. But, you know, getting back to Chris Farley, you know, it's definitely a life cut short, 33 years old. So, you know, we don't know at 58 where Farley is now, um, you know, in his career. You just think of movies that are out now that, you know, you know would have been his. Like he would have been in Ups. I mean it it said you know Kevin James wouldn't have been in it but you know um it would have been it would have been him in there and just you know him interacting with those guys it's just the whole the whole landscape of Hollywood I think changes for him and he has you know so many breakout roles because he was he was doing those comedies where he was like you know the Chris Farley character the type loud funny physical comedy but I really think Shrek would have been that thing that turned it for him. And it would have made him a megastar. And it was right when all these, you know, these animated movies are coming out. And then we would have seen a different side of him. So uh, it's a shame we'll never get to, you know, we'll never know. We can just speculate and, and talk about it. Because, you know, Chris did leave this world way too early. 33 years old. Uh, had battled a lot of demons. A lot of demons. And, you know, he one of them was he never felt good enough. He was lonely. He thought people just liked him because he was funny. And even he questioned his own comedic ability. I remember listening to an interview Jim Brewer did on Howard Stern, where Chris called Jim the week he was hosting Saturday Night Live, and he said, and he was out of it. Jim, Jim Brewer said that he was out of it. You know, uh, Chris was, you know, drunk or stoned or whatever. And he was like, do they they think I'm funny or... Am I funny just because i'm the fat guy? Do they really think i'm funny and this is you think about it this is something this guy went through every day, and you know he medicated that with cocaine and alcohol and food and to to get those feelings down and whatever else he was going through. he didn't have a bad upbringing if you watch his biography, he came from a good home, but you know as we learn more about mental health and you know, understanding people's makeup. You don't have to come from a bad background. You don't have to have tragic things happen to you to struggle mentally with mental health and to have those issues. Um, And I think that's why I'm great. It's, it's amazing now that it's coming more into the forefront, not fast enough, uh, especially with men. I think we, you know, I I'm guilty of that myself. I don't seek the proper help I should get for, for my, my issues either. Um, So I'm, not trying to put blame or anything on anybody or put anybody down. I'm just saying that it's out there and it shouldn't be a stigmatism and it shouldn't be something that we look down on. It should be something that's applauded and pushed and encouraged for people to go get the help they need. And, you know, who, who knows if again, we, again, we, we play devil's advocate and we, we, you know, we, we say, what if, and you know, if, if he had gotten the help he needed and if he lived and if he got himself together, you know, what could have been, but you know this man battled very serious demons, and uh, it's it's it was it was definitely um, apparent on the last episode of Saturday Night Live that he actually the only one he hosted, and it was a couple of months before his death, and it, he was great on it, but it was just not him. It was just a little you know he was a step behind. He was out of breath. You know he was just didn't look good. And you, everybody said they feared for the worst. And, you know, you look at it and, you know, that kind of, that's kind of what happened. And, you know, so he did. He passed away December 18th, 1997. Uh, life definitely taken way too short. But he was, I guess, a huge influence on me and so many other people. You know, you, you, you can't mention Chris Farley's name without somebody throwing like 10 lines at you. That are killer. And I actually just watched Black Sheep the other day. And I laughed my ass off the whole time. I know it's coming. It's still funny. To me, he's 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 the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. That's just where I'm going to leave that. So, uh, rest in peace, Chris Farley. And I can't believe it's been 25 years. Yeah, I was working at... Uh, you know, yeah, I know where I was. I was working at Genevieve's. uh if you're from Long Island, you know, you know that store. <clears throat> it's now like Rite Aid. They've all become Rite Aids. Um, and my my night nice supervisor told me, and I was like, I just said to her, like, "Shut the shut the f up." I'm like, I thought she was like lying to me. I was like mad. Um, but no, it was true, and uh, unfortunately, you know, life cut short. But uh, we have his movies, and if you haven't yet, uh, Adam, Adam Sandler did a song about Chris Farley. Definitely go and watch that, and make sure you have tissues with you, because you're going to be crying by the end of it. It's funny, but it's also uh, very emotional. And I, I cry at the drop of a hat with anything. You know, speaking of, we talk about Titanic in the beginning. I cried for that whole movie. I was sobbing the whole time, and a guy behind me fell asleep. It was snoring. I I love that movie. People are like, oh, that movie sucks. Nah, Titanic's awesome. The booby movie. Give it a shot. Especially now that Rocco rebranded it. Definitely go and give give it a shot. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit, talk about Christmas. Christmas is coming up. Um, That means, you know, we're almost at the end of this year. You know, I'm I'm always reminded that that song, you know, that lyric, another year over, new one just begun. You know, so this is Christmas. What have you done? Sometimes I feel, honestly I fucking like did nothing this year. Um, oh my god, I'll get into it more with with the New Year's episode. Um, but it went by too fast. I feel like I just it was just New Year's Eve, and here we are again. I'm planning at New Year's Eve again. I'll be up in Albany, around Albany area, doing a show. Um, that's where I was last year, and it's just like. Here we are. That year just flew by. Um, it doesn't feel like Christmas to me. Not that it ever really does anymore. I mean, I, I uh, you know, you guys know I, I've talked about this in the past, but to the new listeners, this is my mom passed away. Christmas has never been that same holiday anymore. Um, Where others mean more. Like Thanksgiving means more now that my mom's not here. So it's not like the fact that my mom loved Christmas. It was just, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like that's, I can't explain it. Christmas is always a reminder to me um, and I, that things have changed and will never be that way again. And that's a sad way to look at it, but it is. You think back at Christmas tables of the past, you know, we were talking about, you know, at work today, traditions that we used to do and like my grandmother used to cook, the seven fishes and uh, so it was eat from like one o'clock until midnight. And then at midnight, my grandmother would fry up sausage and peppers because now you can eat meat again uh, on on Christmas day. Uh, So, you know, it's, um, I start thinking about all, all those, all those times and all the good times I had. And one, I'm very happy and thankful that I've had those times. And I have these memories because I can't, I can't go back and think of a bad Christmas besides, you know, after, you know, of course my mother passed away, but, you know, growing up it was, it it was amazing. And I guess that's really all you could ask for as like, you know, those magical years um, when Santa Claus comes and, you know, you're excited and you get up at five in the morning and try to wake your parents up who just went to bed like two hours before, you know, that's, that's what Christmas is. And, you know, I do still find joy in the holiday. Don't get me wrong, i don't I'm not a miserable Scrooge where I'll be ba humbugging everybody. Um, I just don't go crazy for it. I find pleasure in the holiday and other things, and you know, my niece and my nephews, the way they see it and buying presents for them, and being there Christmas morning when they come down and they see the tree and all the presents. That's what I look forward to. That to me what the holiday is now about being with my family. Um, But of course it does make me sad that certain people aren't at that table. And I try, sometimes I I try really hard. Sometimes I put up a tree. Sometimes I put up (laughs) decorations. It's just, it's just not there anymore. Um, And it's not something I think will come back. And it does make me sad. And it does, you know, um, it's like a piece is gone. And it's not coming back. So, I don't know. I'm not trying to depress anybody. No, Merry Christmas. I <laughs> was Anthony's podcast. Uh, he put a really interesting spin on Christmas. It means, you know, it's miserable and magical. Uh, but what I'm saying is, it's a hard, It's a, especially talking about what we did with Chris Farley, people dealing with their own issues. You don't know what someone's going through this time of year. So don't try to push anything on them. If somebody says to you, "Listen, I, I'm not really celebrating," don't dig, don't interrogate them. Just let them get through the holiday the way they want to get through the holiday. You know, um, it's not a, it's not a time to to push things on people. I say Merry Christmas to everybody because I do wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I will not. I don't put up a tree. I don't put up decorations. People always go, why? You got you to you do this. I don't got to do anything. I do anything I don't want to do. I would never tell somebody they don't have to put up decorations. I would never tell somebody, you know, tone it down a little bit. I love it. I love seeing people go all out this time of year. Because it is the time of year where you can be nicer to somebody. Uh, lend a hand to somebody. You know, um, reach out if somebody's alone. That's one thing I learned from my mother. She never let anybody... You know, go without a meal, place to sleep, um, anything. Especially holidays, she wanted to bring all the you know her strays from Hofstra (laughs) home to to, to the holidays. You know, Um, she worked at Hofstra. If a student aide didn't have some place to go anytime, she would bring them home for for dinner or something. So, uh, you know, that's what I kind of got from. I think about at Christmas time, you know, and what we could do is just, you know, it doesn't have to be something crazy. I'm not saying bring strangers home to your house. Uh just putting that a little bit extra forward. And, you know, um, check in on your friends, make sure everybody's okay. Um, and I guess it was another like I said, it was another reminder with Chris Farley being gone and, and knowing the demons that he had and um you know some of the things that have been in the news lately. Uh, you know, with people losing their life by suicide, it's 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 just that time of year to reach out and just say, "Hey, you okay?" Just checking in, making sure everything's all right. It goes a long way. I I know, like sometimes I'm very unpleasant, but and people that you know will ask you if you're okay. Um, you go, yeah, yeah, I'm just living the dream. That's my usual response. I don't sometimes I don't want to get into it, but it just it does mean a lot when somebody asks. And living the dream is my way of getting a little bit of a laugh. Um ending the conversation right there, but also being happy that somebody took the time out of the day and cared to ask. So that being said, uh I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah happy holidays really anything that you celebrate please i know not this day and age i don't want anything out but happy holiday season really is what, what i'm saying everybody enjoy enjoy the time with your family with loved ones and like i said it's time of year to reach out and just uh be a better person and with that note i will leave you guys with that and um just en- enjoy enjoy this time of year All right, everybody, I want to thank you for joining me here on episode 256 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast. As always, the podcast is available at kmfpodcast.com, anchor.fm slash kmfpodcast, and on iTunes. And while you're there, five-star rate and review. I love reading them. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That is you guys. Definitely check that out. Um. Really uh, really like That's what I want for Christmas A five star rate and review Over on iTunes Let's see if we can make that happen We are played In and Out each week by Hollow And their single Something to Believe My best friend Nick wrote this song It's also available on iTunes While you're there Check out his new band Demon Scar They're dropping new music Check them out demonscar.bandcamp.com Only one place to go for your deli needs this holiday season. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese. It is the best sandwich out there. Not because it's named after me, because it really is that good. Check them out, finsdeli.com. Once again, thank you so much to everybody who joined us tonight. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, and I will talk to you... On the 26th, we'll be coming at you on the 26th. Have a good night, everybody.